Happy birthday, Adam Wainwright. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the LineStar app. It is me, it is KC Bubba, and it's you, and we're talking all things MLB DFS, courtesy of the LineStar app. That's right. And if you go right now to LineStarApp.com, you can get that app, upgrade to the premium product, and start winning some cash. Use the optimizer. Use the tools. And speaking of tools, Bubba and I are here yet again to break down the slate for you. And Bubba, it was uh, it was a fun weekend of baseball and uh, a week of games here coming up. We will be here for all of them. But Bubba, uh, let's start with Adam Wainwright yesterday, who uh, like old man against the sea, basically uh, went out there one more time through a complete game on his birthday. That's a nice story, don't you think? Yes, it was a great story. It was very, very uh, – uh, the, the Cardinals were having fun, let's put it that way, because to uh, celebrate afterwards, Yachty and uh, Wainwright stopped, put masks on before they hugged, and then um, uh, you have Flaherty taking uh, Wainwright around in a wheelchair to the airport, so that was fun. Now, that is man. that is gold right That's there. classic. Yeah, That's so they're right having there. fun. Uh, Wainwright looked great. He looked really like – he struck out 9 or 10 in that game. So he's been like one of those guys, if you really dig into his starts – He's been a really good SP2 uh, more often than not, especially in cash. He's been sneaky, a guy that most people kind of write off, and he proved it on Sunday that he's very viable still. Yeah, I mean, I was one of the people writing him off for sure. I mean, 39-year-old pitchers don't exactly excite me. <laughs> but Yeah, no, you're you know, right. rightfully so. And and it's right and rightfully so, but also this is a guy that a couple years ago looked like he was done. I mean, you know, yeah. even like two years ago, you're just like, all right, well, you know, it was a good career. You know, not a Hall of Fame career, but certainly he had the pinnacle. He was up there at the top of the league for a few years. So whatever's going on now for him, congratulations. It's great. It's a nice mm-hmm. little run, and I'm sure that the Cardinals could use it as well. It's been a tough stretch for them and playing so many games such a short period of time. But uh, let's get to the rest of the games yesterday. Uh, we had the, the Mets blow a lead. Have you heard this one? Uh, <laughs> Diaz uh, blowing a save. You know, it's such a rarity. <laughs> you can't even blame 2020 for this. Now, now this is just the Mets. Although uh, it looks like the Mets uh, may be getting closer and closer to do ownership, which would that that would be the silver lining of 2020 for me as a, as a lifelong Mets fan who has suffered basically since 1986. I can tell you, it would be really, really nice to have some new ownership here for sure. Uh, Kyle Schwarber homering twice. We keep talking about Schwarber's like, when is this guy going to heat up? Him, Jason Hayward, Ian Happ, all hit home runs, 10-1 over the Reds. Luis Castillo's ERA goes to four. He is winless on the season. Oh, and five, man, you know, it, it's funny because going into the season for the Reds, Bubba, my whole thing was Sonny Gray is going to be good. Castillo is going to be good. It's what you get out of Trevor Bauer. That's whether or not you're a playoff team. I had no idea. I'd be saying it's what you get out of Luis Castillo that whether or not it makes you a playoff team. And right now they're on that fringe because of Castillo's inconsistencies this year. Yeah, you kind of expect Castillo to just be slow and steady. Like you said, Bauer was the question mark. And, you know, Bauer's still getting it done. Gray's been great. But they need Castillo, like we mentioned, to have the three good arms for the playoff run. And he looks bad. And it was weird because he started out first couple innings, look, looked like the Castillo of old. And then it turned into home run derby in, in Cincinnati. And that was not what we wanted to see at all. And it's been that way all year, like you said. Yeah, 0-5, 4-10 ERA. And look, Castillo's numbers deep down, like I said, they – 
you know, outside of yesterday, who were pretty good. So it's tough right now. I mean, he's a good buy low candidate in keeper leagues, though. I would take a flyer on him, though. I think he gets right eventually. Oh, but everything is so hypersensitive because it's only a month into a season. And if this was a bad month of a season for somebody else, normally we would just roll our eyes. But, you know, because it's basically half the season, <laughs> it's a whole different story. Uh, Jonathan Scope's mm-hmm. been hot. And if you were listening to the show last week, we talked about him and his price. Uh, the Tigers win 3-2 over the Twins. Don't look now. The Tigers are far uh, 500. Baba, can you believe it? Yes. It, it, I, hey, I've been mentioning they've been valued so many times that people don't believe me, but they're 500. They're, they're winning baseball games. They're pesky, and they're going to continue to be valued because no one's going to trust the Tigers. So enjoy them while they're here because they're young. They're kind of fun, and we'll play them. And kind of, kind of fun. They're young and they're kind of fun. Yeah. It's like your, yeah. it's like your sister's kids. Like, yeah, they're young. They're kind of fun, <laughs> you know. But honestly, the house is a mess after they leave. They're just a pain in the ass for the most part. Uh, <laughs> William Doms it's a grand slam, and uh, Benny Snell. Uh, Benny Snell. What am I? Saying? I am in <laughs> such football mode right now. You have no idea. Hey, Excuse me, Blake I, I think Snell. there's a show starting. Up. There's a show starting up soon for football. It's you good. know, it's funny you mention that. It's a Freudian slip. It is. Scott Bogman and I, if you enjoy the MLB version of the show, the NFL version called the pre-snap starts this week, I believe we're going to be starting our first show. So keep an eye out for that. Go subscribe now. But you can follow me on Twitter at JoePizzaPS17 and get all the info for that. But yes, not Benny Snell, but Blake Snell. It's just funny. You see the beast now and I just my <laughs> yep. mind right now. Is just that's that's where I am right now with my head in terms of football. But Blake Snell goes to three and zero. Um, Benny Snell might be three and zero too. I'm not at liberty to say. Um, a lot of news at training camp doesn't really come out. He beats Sandy Alcantara. Uziara goes to five here. There's 19 runs in this bad boy between the two teams of Florida. How about that? Yeah, it was pretty wild. Snell was throwing pretty good, not dominant. Only went like five and a third, so he's still not giving you the full start you're looking for with Blake Snell. Uh, but Alcantara's first start back from the COVID, and it was not pretty. They got on him early and often, and that was very frustrating to see. But the, the Marlins bats kept bouncing back. One guy I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference time and time again until they priced him appropriately. Is Garrett Cooper came back this weekend, and all he did was mash. He's a big piece of that Marlins offense. So enjoy him while he's cheap, and we'll talk about him throughout the week. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, major league debut for my favorite guy for a place, because it's just the most in that accent is – for the Red Sox, Bobby Zawback. Bobby <laughs> with the smart pack. Bobby Zawback. He's going to go in and hit so many home runs. It's unbelievable. Uh, Devers hit a pair of home runs, but Bobby Zawback's two-run home run. That was the story in the Major League debut. 9-5 over the Nationals who continue to struggle. They're seven games under right now. Crazy. Uh, the White Sox, obviously, Robert, three-run home run in the 10th. That's the story in this one. 5-2. You had the Pirates win a game over the Brewers and Brandon Woodruff. That's upsetting. Uh, Bell and Polanco both with home runs off Woodruff in that one. So the Woodruff home runs kind of bit him. Yari's still good, though. Three, six, seven. Still pretty good pitcher. Uh, seven, two, the other game of the uh, Cardinals there. With, we talked about earlier. Wayne, bad birthday present at all against the uh, Aaron Savali Indians. So even more impressive that he beat Savali. The Dodgers, seven to two over the Rangers. And we also have the Blue Jays uh, who continued to hit to Oscar Hernandez. Uh, Randall Gritchick on Friday. I mean, it's just crazy. And if talking about unlikely things, Chris Paddock, who had been struggling, goes into Colorado, gets a W, lowers his ERA. Oh, crazy there. Uh, 13 to 2 over the Rockies for the Padres. The Giants 4 1 over the D backs. And then, of course, you had the Mariners 2 1 over the Angels and the Yankees 5 2 over the Mets in the second one. That was all about Aaron Hick in a five run rally. So good things there on uh, Sunday, obviously. And uh, oh, we had one more game too. My bad. We also had the. Uh, 
the the Braves and Phillies who scored 22 runs in the evening. It's funny when you see 22 runs and then you see Jake Arrieta. That's is that a coincidence? I don't know. If Jake Arrieta versus Tommy Malone, who would have saw that coming? <laughs> the newly acquired Tommy Malone, I might add. By yeah, the welcome way. to Atlanta. Yeah, and Mitch Moreland also got dealt. What'd you think of that Moreland trade? That's good. That gives him a DH. As one thing that was kind of discussed pre uh, before the season, that you know the DH is going to be fun. It's going to be good, but most National League teams aren't built for it. Padres just got built for it. The way he hits right handed pitching is tremendous. Uh, so they got him. They picked up some some bullpen help. They got some catching help, and they're still rumored to be in for Clevenger on Monday's trade deadline. So um, we talked about the trade deadline last week. I didn't think it'd be that active. It is popping off right now. I am shocked by how much activity is taking. Yeah, uh, uh, you and I both. All right, but that was yesterday. It's a new day. Yes, it is. So let's get after it, and let's start with a couple day games. We have a, a smattering, if you will, of a few day games here. We have a 1-10 start, uh, Jacob deGrom against Trevor Rogers and the Marlins. You have uh, Keegan Aiken against Chase Anderson. And then at 4 o'clock, you have Jaime Berea against uh, Marco Gonzalez. So do you even play this at all? Or, you know, just use DeGrom and just kind of go, okay, I'm going to take DeGrom and uh, the Mets and just kind of move on from this one. Or maybe say DeGrom and whatever Blue Jays I can afford. Maybe that's the way to go. Yeah, it's DeGrom and whatever Blue Jays I can afford. But for the most part, I just leave this slate alone. It really doesn't yeah. do it for me at all. I, I'd rather pass. I agree. Uh, at 640, if you want to try to work into the all-day slate in FanDuel, you have Dakota Hudson at Anthony Desclafani. Uh, does that excite you? Is it enough to add into the all-day slate just to get pieces of Goldschmidt and some of the bats in Cincinnati against Hudson? Not really. Uh, it really doesn't. Like I, I know this sounds like a broken record, but the pitching's not great. It's uh, the bats. Doesn't these two teams? They don't really jump off the page as offenses that I love to target a ton. It is in Great American Small Park, which helps a little bit. But uh, the seven-game slate coming up, there's a lot to like. All right. Speaking of a lot to like, let's start with Garrett Cole. He's 10.7 over on FanDuel against Tyra Glass now at 9.5. Now, Glass now was absolutely brilliant in his last start. And uh, Garrett Cole's looked a little bit more human. On DK, Glass now was just 8.4. Garrett Cole is at 10K. So the price of Cole's come down a little bit. And obviously, it's because of the matchup, but also because, you know, last couple starts, he's been a little bit more human than normal Garrett Cole. Now, here he is against Glass now here at 8.4. That's going to be really high ownership, I imagine, on DK. Yeah, he, how are you going to approach it? He's going to be very high uh, ownership. Glass now at eighty four is something though that you're going to want to do. When we get through the slate. The uh, he's about the lowest I really want to go, which stinks because I usually like some cheaper pitching, but it's really not good this week. So Glass now at eighty uh, four is is a, is a nice target. Strikeouts have been up. He's got to ninety eight pitches. Something we've been talking about a lot. Get us stretched out, and this Yankees uh, lineup's very depleted. Aaron Hicks might even be out now. Some of their lefty bat out of the lineup. So I don't mind Glass now at all. He should be chalky but for good reason. Yeah. Now here's a question for you too, you know, because Garrett Cole's down at 10.7. Normally Garrett Cole's like the highest guy on the slate, but we're in that, that night with some of the other ones there, guys like Bieber tonight, who's at 12. Is there something to, you know, saving 1.3 K or so, and then, um, you know, fading away from Bieber to Garrett Cole, or do you think Bieber is worth that premium tonight? Where Bieber's at tonight in that matchup uh, versus Kansas City, I'd rather take Bieber against the Tampa Bay team. That's been kind of sneaky, annoying if you have pitchers on the mound. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go two for two. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, all right, well, you know, since we both think that, here's the inevitable other question. Is Garrett Cole an intriguing single-game pitcher GPP play tonight because he's Garrett Cole and he's 10.7 and that's not normally what he's at? Oh, 100%. I, I'm with you there. His ownership should be low. Uh, he struck out, I believe, 13 Rays last time he faced him. 
So he's faced him twice this year. Actually, he struck out 13 both times he's faced him. So the, the Ks will be there. We talk about time and time. That kind of offsets the home runs he gives up because he gives up at least one homer a game. So as long as he limits the damage and the strikeouts are there, he's very, very much in play in a GPP. But for cash, I'll pay the extra to get to a Shane Bieber. Yeah, uh, but I think Cole's viable tonight in, in tournaments. I would keep an eye on that. All right, uh, the offense, because these two pitchers, we're just going to – I'm just gonna go yeah. past. <laughs> just, you yeah. know, just, just I'm sorry. These are two really good pitchers on the mound. I'm not gonna you know waste your time and my time going through those guys. Uh, Trevor Williams at Milwaukee against the the Brewers. Um, is it TBA here? Do we have a guy yet here? What's what's happening here, Brewers? It's early um, here, but still. Yeah. What I've seen the... is potentially Eric Lauer. So we'll see. All right. Well, there we go. So Trevor Williams, a guy who kind of, you know, typically keeps the ball down anyway. Um, I know yesterday was a good day for some of those guys. If you want to roll with Josh Bell, who, you know, was a good Sunday, he's just 2.8. Polanco has been better over the last week or so. Um, he Gregory Polanco is just 2.9 on DK. So if you're looking for a, a free square, he's that kind of guy to go through. Other than that, I don't have a whole lot of love for this one either, Bubba. What's your thoughts here? No, I don't either. Uh, Josh Bell's intriguing. He's three six on on DraftKings as well, twenty eight on Fanduel, like you said. So he's he's viable. Uh, Trevor Williams, I don't like much, but this Brewers offense is so bad. If you really need to punt a pitcher on DraftKings, he's six thousand. All right, yeah, on DraftKings, Josh Bell at thirty six is good. Uh, twenty eight on Fanduel, as you mentioned earlier. But the only thing I would say is Trevor Williams only six K on DK. If you're looking for an SP two, I mentioned after Glass. Now there's not much to like down there. Not a high ceiling. Okay floor at times if he's not getting shelled. And the Milwaukee uh, offense has been very dreadful on the season, especially against right-handed pitching. So Williams is an SP2 option if you obviously if you absolutely need to punt, but I'd rather not. All right, uh, Eric Fetty against uh, Spencer Howard. So I imagine some runs in this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yep, willing yep, to pay yep. into this one. This one feels pretty good. Uh, Harper's at 4-3, Real Muto's at 3-8. Uh, Didi's just at 3K now. Um, we'll see if Reese Hoskins can ever get going. I don't know. But Juan Soto, our boy. 4.7 over on FanDuel on DK. Obviously, he's going to be super expensive there. 5.7. So he's, you know, almost unrosterable, <laughs> if you will. It's you, you could try, but it's more user-friendly on FanDuel where you also get guys like Howie Kendrick and Estrubo Cabrera, 2.8. I like this um, this Nationals lineup here actually tonight against Spencer Howard, who's, you know, look, these guys, these young kids still trying to figure things out. So I actually think you can find some savings here with this Nats lineup. You can get Soto if you have Kendrick and Cabrera. If that's your stack there, you kind of marginalize things a little bit. So uh, do you think that's an approach you would take, or would you be heavier on the Philly side of this one tonight? I, I like both quite a bit. I like the, the Nat side better because Howard hasn't gotten through four innings. Philly's at the second-worst bullpen in all of baseball. So there's going to be a lot of, of fun there, so that's why I like Soto. I'll mention Trey Turner. He's pricey on both sides. But if you're looking for a cash game, just like stable guy, he's just been a double-digit machine. He's hitting over 500 his last 10 games. So Trey Turner's been outstanding. But when you look at Philadelphia also, Reese Hoskins has got it going the last like three or four games. McCutcheon's cheap, Didi's cheap, and Segura are all cheap options on DraftKings. They're affordable on FanDuel. They're very affordable. Segura 28, DD 3K like you mentioned. So there is value to be had for both sides uh, in this game to to get access to a, a very potent lineup. And the last thing I'll mention, if in a GPP more so than cash, Eric Thames 2,300 on FanDuel, 35 on DK, went deep on Sunday in the middle of that uh, Nationals order. Yeah, yeah, 2.3, boy. Love those free squares. Yep. Keep coming out on Max Freed at 8.6 on FanDuel against uh, Colton Brewer and the Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox, you know, have been hitting a little bit here, and we did see the emergence of Bobby Daw back. So uh, he's going to be cheap uh, right off the gate. But at the same time, 
Max Freed's 9.2 on DK in the eight range on FanDuel. It's hard not to like him. I don't care if it's Fenway Park. I don't care if it's on the road. Max Freed's been so good this year. And it's probably going to be chalky. But again, we're, we're just trying. If you can get the pitcher right on FanDuel, the rest of the night just kind of falls into place. It really is. Yeah. So is Max Freed, in your opinion, you know, worthy of all the chalk ownership that he's going to get tonight? Yeah, he is. And like part of me's worried that the other shoe's going to drop. Like a bad start has to come eventually. And it's the Red Sox who haven't been great, but, you know, it could happen. Uh, Freed's fly ball rate's the highest of his career, so and he has not given up a home run all season. So I'm just waiting for it to happen. But at 8,600 on FanDuel, it's really hard to pass up. Even 92 on DK, it, it's a great spot. So I, I'm all for it, and there, it, it help opens up so much if you want to pay for some bats. Well, yeah, I mean, Freed and Glass now, you can kind of put together on DK, and it's not really yeah. hard. Like, it's just, you know, you're in that that's, that 17K sweet spot kind of thing, you know, where yep. you could pay up for those two guys, and that kind of lineup I think will hunt anywhere. Uh, yep. All right, where are you looking for offense tonight with Atlanta? Are you looking at a guy like Austin Riley, who's just 2.4, who's swinging a hop at right now? I love Riley. 2.4 on Fandle, only 32 on DK. There's a free score at third base. Like, I like that one a lot. Uh, Swanson's 33 on Fandle. He's 47 on DK, but uh, that works too. Um, they're, they're all going to be in play in this matchup against Brewer, who's not good with the one guy I do want to mention with um, Acuna leaving with a hamstring injury on Sunday. Enciarte's 22 on Fandle and 3K on DraftKings. He came in for him. He's not a must play, but he's a nice value play in a matchup that should see a lot of Braves runs. Well, he's he's a, a free square that you're going to need if you're going to go up to Shane Bieber. Like That's exactly yep. the guy I would pair in. Um, there could be some some weather in this game, but Shane Bieber at 12K over on FanDuel uh, against uh, Brad Keller, who is, you know, look, the Royals are up against it here. It's like Bieber's world, and we're all living in it. He's been so dominant. I mean, against eventually it's going to come back down to earth and be human, but who knows? Maybe it won't. Maybe this is going to be 60 games of him just being incredible. And that's very possible as well. Um, how would you approach this offensively here, or would you just go Shane Bieber by himself? I'm pretty much just going Shane Bieber by himself. There is one super value that I really, really like on um, on the Indians. He's 26 on Fandle and 26 on DK, and that's Tyler Naquin. He's hit yep. safely in like eight of his last nine games. He's been very, very good. That's why you can pay for pitching on the slate. We've pretty much shown you value in every game that's very, very good value. So you can just pay for Bieber. But Naquin, I think, is one of those, like, DK Cash, 2,600. You just plug that in. Lucas Giolito has been absolutely lights out. He is 10.6 against Rich Hill at 6.8. So, look, Robert is at 3.4 over on FanDuel. Encarnacion's been getting better slowly, but his price has not jumped. It's just 2.7 against Rich Hill tonight. I would be looking for – I have all kinds of anyone Encarnacion expectations tonight. And Rich Hill, look, you know, he hasn't been, you know, he is, he's no Adam Wainwright at this stage in his life uh, <laughs> so far. Uh, but you know what? You know the story here with the White Sox. You don't need us to tell you. But 10.6 is actually kind of surprising. He's only 10.4 on DK. I was shocked after these last two starts here for Giolito that it wasn't higher. Yeah, I was too. I think they don't want to go above Bieber on that. But I always get hesitant after like a no-no or something like that to, to use a guy to see where his head's at. Uh, and he's going into Minnesota, which is never fun as well. But I think he's a great GPP pivot off of like the Cole and, and Bieber's of the world. I'd rather just go down to free to save cash to be realistic. But Gilito's going to come in super low owned if you want to take that chance. Yeah, I, it's funny because you look in terms of price, Gilito and and uh, Garrett Cole are to get, you know, right there together. Um, but I'll tell you what, I feel I feel more confident about Gilito's path to the W against Rich Hill 
only because I imagine mm. we're going to get into the bullpen quicker. And that offense has been so good. Whereas Cole's offense, like he could pitch seven, you know, one run innings and lose one, nothing potentially. I feel like, yeah, he, you know, he, he just, could get to ground. He could get to ground. Oh God. You did that to me. <laughs> didn't you? You made him, a, <laughs> you made him a, was that a verb. He <laughs> got adverbed. <laughs> it's too early. It's yes. too early for all that. Oh my goodness gracious, uh, man! Uh, look again. Let's try to go look at the DK version of this lineup too. Um, you you got to pay for it, but still, Edwin Encarnacion is just three point eight as opposed to Abreu, who's five four, and Jimenez, who's five right now. Uh, Tim Anderson's five seven, so you really have to pay for the White Sox lineup uh, over on DK. But on FanDuel, it's still manageable, especially if you're starting with Encarnacion. Um, you know, Grandal is another guy, just two point nine. That's another dude that you know has been pretty hot lately. And uh, the twins are twins are becoming a bit of an enigma for me. I don't know where I'm at with the twins because I feel like, you know, everybody just kind of defaulted them and they've had some really good moments, but it's kind of, it's just been a little up and down and it just, I'm waiting for them to get red hot. Nelson Cruz on the other hand was still hot over the weekend. I saw he homered on Saturday, right? In both games of that double header. I mean, God, yep. guys, just unbelievable. So if you want to pay up for him, that's fine. Even against Giolito, a little oppo love for him. I have no problem with that, but this late here tonight, in terms of pitching, before we get to this last game, which is going to be about offense, you know, Bieber, Giolito, Cole, those are pretty big names. And Max Reed, who is significantly less. And I don't know, man, but the way the Red Sox have just been bad, it's just, it's hard to not at that price because you're just saving so much cash. All right, last one here. No savings anywhere. It's the Colorado Rockies. Herman Marquez at 7K against Garrett Richards at 7 7- Point four. That is the FanDuel pricing of those two guys on DK Marquez, a seven, eight Richard seven, five. So pretty, you know, pretty obviously the same here uh, in terms of value on the slate tonight on DraftKings, you can get Tapia for 3.8. You can get Murphy for 3.8. So some interesting savings there. You get Hilliard at 2.7. So that's if you're ridiculous. looking to save, yeah, I think that's just kind of nuts uh, on the San Diego mm-hmm. side of this game in terms of value. There ain't much of it. Maryland you know, shows up there, but um, right now, uh, in terms of looking for something on the FanDuel side, it's a little easier on San Diego. You got 3-3 three, three for Cronenworth, 3-5 for Will Myers, which is very reasonable considering how good he's been. Uh, same thing, though. Daniel Murphy is cheaper, 3.1. Tapia, 3.2. Uh, Garrett Hampson, 3-1. Hilliard at 3. It's funny that Hilliard is more expensive on FanDuel than he is on DK. Yeah, yeah very rarity. When I looked at the slate real quickly last night, when I saw Hilliard at 27, I'm like, okay, there's a cash play. There's a cash play. It's just... It, it's easy to make cash for me on DraftKings, especially tonight. Uh, you can find it on FanDuel as well. If I'm playing this game, it's going to be on FanDuel because of the pricings you mentioned. Much more savings to be had there than on DraftKings, but I'm definitely not using the pitchers in either of these matchups. All right. Who, who is your favorite of all these values on FanDuel tonight in this game? Is there one guy for you in particular? Is it Hilliard? Is it Cronenworth? Like, who, where would you go to save some money in this game for sure? I usually gravitate to Cronenworth a bit, but because I think Marquez could always throw a sneaky one at you. I would go to Hilliard or Tapia. Tapia leading off, getting a leadoff guy in Coors at 32 is always really, really nice. So I'd probably, on FanDuel, I'll take the savings or the difference and go to Tapia at 32. It's only $200. We're on DraftKings, it's $1,100. That's a much bigger difference. So give me Tapia on FanDuel. All right, it's that time again, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to each pick somebody to go yard and win you some free stuff. That's right. Go head over to Line Star app over on Twitter. And if you retweet the segment right here and you give us your home run call, you can win some Line Star swag. So, Bubba, who you got tonight? Who is leaving the yard? Bryce Harper is taking Eric Fetty deep tonight. Bryce Harper. 
Uh, I like that one. I'm going to go with E5. That's right. Edwin Encarnacion, who was a nice value tonight as well against Rich Hill and the Minnesota Twins. E5 starting to get hot a little bit. I like the power upside. I like me some E5. So give me Edwin Encarnacion. Those are our guys. And again, if you follow us over on Twitter at Linesar app and you are your home run call, you win some free stuff. You can also follow us at Linesar app MLB. Uh, that's a good one. And follow us at Linesar app NFL because that's right around the corner as well. So if you're enjoying this podcast, you can also check out the NFL version. That is starting very soon in the next few days as we work out our schedules and get everything ready to go because football is just days away. That's right, days. This is our last day of August. We got through the dog days of August, but uh, September and fall and football are around the corner as well. And in the meantime, you can follow me and Bubba on Twitter too, at Casey Bubba, at Joe Pizapia17. It's great fun bringing you the show as always. We wish everyone to go out there and have some fun tonight. For Casey Baba, I'm Joe Pizapia. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.